The All Things Techie Podcast is a product of the Extreme Media Network. For advertising and sponsorship opportunities, please visit www.extrememedia.ie. That's X-T-R-E-M-E, media.ie. Welcome along, it's the All Things Techie Podcast, episode 56. Believe it or not, the first time we've done a podcast in over three months, uh, and our first one of 2022, we apologize. I, I apologize. It's just, well, I, I, I'm, I'm going to use that terrible excuse that I had COVID in the house and I did have COVID uh, or last week when we were planning to do this in early February and uh, not knocked back for two and a half weeks with COVID going around the house. Um, that's sort of my excuse mixed with, you know, um, life. Life and having a family. And, and Simon. Simon has like uh, nearly nearly about six months old now. Nine, uh, nine, ten months. Ten, ten months. months. Where did that ten months go? My yeah, God, I know. Ten old baby boy who's probably like wrecking the house. Wrecking the house now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Climbing, walking nearly at this point. <laughs> ah, bless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How's little Ben going? He's, he's right, yeah. Oh yeah, and eating like crazy as well. Of course. Yeah. Oh, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. It's going to be like, it's daddy big, big and like strong and and running around the place. And Rebecca's loving it as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's, of course. Someone to play with. And, and her and hair. Of course, the fact that like Rebecca was an only child for so long, and now she has uh, a little brother. It's d- dying for daddy's attention as soon as daddy comes home. Yeah. Yeah, home as in I never leave home because I never I work from home all the time, more or less. And, and you know what? This is the topic of episode fifty-six of the All Things Techie podcast. Let's throw this splash screen if you want to get in touch with All Things Techie. Our official website is www.allthingstech.ie. We have the hashtag and our Twitter following as AB Tech Junkies. We are now streaming to LinkedIn because we thought this would be cool if we have our show on LinkedIn because we have a lot of followers on LinkedIn. So we're going to start streaming our program and our videos live on LinkedIn. So uh, you can you can watch us there as well uh, as well and you can comment and we will bring your comments into our next uh, episode if we don't get to them straight away as well. So uh, all things tech.ie at Simon Lang AB for Simon and at Justin Orr Dawson for myself, where you see I'm a Sir Justin Orr Dawson now. I, I should really give the background of this. Uh, you have you have you actually followed the micro nation of Sealand, Simon? No, I've never I've never heard of it until it's you got it. <laughs> Since the 1960s, this micro nation has been off the coast of England, and um, yeah, the beginnings of pirate radio. And uh, I, I, you know me, I, I love Pirate Radio since I was a teen. That uh, you'd never guess, I, would you? No, never guess, never guess. What <laughs> down with the power to the people? Where's my camera? I keep on forgetting my camera setup now. I, I used to have a camera over here, and now I, it's over here. Power to the people. I'm going to talk about cameras as well, but our main topic. So if you want to find out more about Sealand, uh, I'll throw up the link in the show notes as well. But I am now knighted under the order of the military of Sealand. So I'm a, I'm, I'm a sir now as well. Uh, and I, I bought, you know, those type of things where you can buy a piece of land. I bought Jen a piece of land in Scotland. So she's now Lady Jennifer Dawson 
<laughs> yeah, uh, of a cattle restore as well. It's so, like it was these like a little square meter or something like that. Or I, own a, I own a square meter of sea land, which is like this like oil rig pa- platform off the coast of England. Uh, that uh, <laughs> is outside of British sea waters. So that's how they actually made themselves a principality back in 1967. Great story. Oh, like there's a, there's a, um, an actual book called Defending the Fort by Prince Michael of. Uh, Sealand, and it tells of him being a teenager and going out six miles out off the English coast to Sealand and defending it during the pirate radio days and Radio Caroline and everything. Crazy, like throwing, throwing, throwing petrol bombs over the side at at UK naval ships as they try to take back the the, the this platform out in the English Sea. Crazy. <laughs> anyway, right, right. getting on to the program. We're going to be talking about uh, the working from home environment, and like we were, we were talking off mic just earlier, Simon, and it's like COVID has never existed as we go apparently into World War Three. I don't believe that. Anyways, we're not going to talk politics as much as po- possible. We're not going to talk about politics. We might talk about how this war, not world war, war is affecting technology and and getting components but it's like covid hasn't existed how did you avoid covid i'm 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 not trying to jinx me jinx you but how have you avoided covid so far now in most cases because i work from home i'm not going anywhere so the only person that could bring it in is rebecca from schools and god she hasn't uh, no and i and as well as that i think like anyone i've been around i've been haven't spread too far and i've been fairly cautious like i was out today and because you know most places we go now it's still optional masks yeah so i was i just wear it all the time at the moment yeah, i still I wear know. it i know i was in medical in the medical facility as well so you have to wear it still there but generally like i was down in the supermarket i still wear it my mask and stuff like that and the same with going to mass and stuff like that so you're still wearing wearing masks all the time and that helps I think for now, but I think, yeah, I think a lot of people I spoke to said they'll just wait till the summer and then they'll probably stop wearing them then. I, I am getting more lapsed now. Because, now, I work in a university in Dublin. Um, the rule is that they should still wear face masks in the theatres, I believe. Yeah, I think I don't think it's optional yet or they, they've extended it for another month, even though Everywhere else is optional. You mm. see, walk into shopping centres, you know, somewhere, I say maybe like 10% that are still wearing face masks. Um, but there's times where, like, I'm walking around campus and I'm getting a bite to eat and I'm going in between buildings and just going, oh, I forgot to put on my face mask there or whatever, you know, and you're, you're, in, the, you're in the lobby of the the building and then you're, or you're walking down the stairs and go over my bed on my face mask and then my back pocket, you know. But it feels that more more people are just going. Okay, we can we can relax this a little. I like, know, yeah, because I know as recently. So I was traveling into a site visit midweek, hmm. and everyone on the train was wearing the mask. We then were going into town on Sunday, and nearly no one on the train was wearing masks. And that I think is the difference between the working people who are going into an office environment 
versus the people socially. They're just like, I just want to, I want to get out and of this house and or be free. The fact that like on Sundays, like there's less people on trains and buses that they just go. Yeah. Over. I, I didn't know, but I just think it, it's just a different crowd of people. Yeah. Who have a different mindset. You know, it's like get out, get f- fresh air versus people who are going to work and they're just like, I just want to keep safe. And like for, for a guy that has had COVID now, and thankfully not as bad as other people that had it and previous symptoms and um, variants of this COVID, I think what has helped. I am fully vaccinated. I don't. I'm not afraid to say that, and I have had my booster, and I'm glad I have. Um, but Kieran was close contact in school. Got it. You would swear that he never had it. He had showed no symptoms for the whole week. My wife then got it, and we just said, "Once it's in the house, like there's no hopes in." Yeah, because you can't you can't isolate as a parent because you've such small kids, and yeah, that would be my situation as well. Uh, so didn't try and bother, and then literally the day that Jen was testing negative on antigen tests, and finishing off her week was the day that I woke up the next morning and it just felt like I was like a different type of grogginess where you just go no this is something and Jen woke up the first day that she had COVID and thought she had a really bad hangover and affected but like I had a snotty nose and a bit of a dry cough or whatever now I know there's people that have um other underlying illnesses that it could affect them and i think it's still important that we do wear face masks from time to time and and so forth and i I think it is going to take a couple more months but without going down the COVID route too much right people have been asked to return to work in in ireland and and then we have brought out the government has brought out this new ruling of working from home yeah it's called i was actually just looking at the right well, it's just kind of my head. The right to request remote working bill. Yeah. So pretty much the the, uh, the ruling of this bill is that an employer should have a valid reason as to why an employee can't work from home if they go and request it. For example, okay, we're AV technicians or whatever. We you will have to go out to site to to finish a job for a client and for me i work on the campus you know and so there is days that i will have to be doing live events i can't feed at home but i think there has to be a valid valid reason that an employee employer rather would have to say no simon no justin you have to be in your on your desk and at your desk on the on site Five days a week or six days a week, depending on your job. And I actually think most, if if most employees were told that, they'd probably leave. And they call it the the great uh, resignation after COVID, and you see that globally, um, listeners. So, like we we both changed job during the COVID pandemic. Yeah, but I, it wasn't just because of COVID, but like. It was an opportunity for both of us to expand into and find a job that we enjoyed. Fine. But 100%, like, there has been companies that 
in Ireland, and we won't name the companies, but I'm sure Simon can think of a couple as well, that went down the route and told their employees, oh, you can work from home indefinitely, um, this is our new way, to downsizing their building and moving to another area of Dublin, and then physically requesting that employees come back to the workplace. These are a mixture of financial firms, tech firms, etc. Like, there's a couple that used to be in the city centre of Dublin that's moved out to the to city west. I know neighbours that are living in beside me in North County Dublin who are now asked to, to travel into city west and have to debate it with their employer and come to an agreement that they only travel in once a week. Like... Yeah. And that seems to be the norm. I think that I'm starting to hear that seems to be the norm now. It's like either two days in, three days optional where you choose where you want to work or three days in and two days. Like I'm like I'm hearing a lot of companies, the, the offices are busy on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Monday and Friday they're dead because everyone wants to make the weekends longer and easier. But surely like, that's where employers have to balance the days and go if if they're using a building that they don't want all employer employees taking a five day weekend. Now, don't get me wrong, people mm. are working from home. But you know, there's the pros and cons of working from home. And I think Simon and I have both experienced that. Like as my emails come into my work uh, into my phone. I have a dual SIM phone, a Huawei um dual SIM phone, but um all my emails come in, both my personal and my work ones, and when you see an alert, you just go, ooh, oh, that's work. But you're still reading it. Mm. So do you ever switch off from work? You know? See, that's the hard bit. It's like if you're kind of working on stuff, it's like oh, five more minutes, five more minutes, and it's another half an hour, and it's like, okay, you need to. It's about discipline. It's about you have to learn about. So there is the advantage of going into the office is you are disciplined because you have to probably get a train or a bus or drive. And then at a particular time, a lot of, a lot of, especially in higher education, they do the Athena Swan, and the Athena Swan is also about equality and diversity and um, and so forth. But one of the things that I always heard in Athena Swan was that you know, the company's short off time from emailing people should be at X time, and. I try and still keep to that, that like if I'm going to email someone, I'll schedule the email to arrive in their inbox the next yeah. morning at nine o'clock or something like that. And I sort of me as well. I just take it, think of it as rude as well. Like, sometimes I let it go because I say to myself, right, that person could be in the same position as me. They have young kids that are working from home. They're trying to finish something off. They just want a response tonight and I'll send them a quick response or saying I'll get to that in the morning. But we do still need to break this habit of working. Good working. When's work, end work, family time. Yeah. And not kind of blur them. Or I don't know, like I agree with you, but then there is the people, as you say, who are with the with kids and often here they go back and do an hour or two when the kids go to bed. I, but, do, you, do you still do that sometimes but not very often not yeah. that often it's it's one of those kind of like depends on deadlines the situations and stuff like that sometimes there's just deadlines you just have to try and make and yeah, that's yeah. just the way it is and other times it's like 
it's the resistance of just like okay when i'm finished i actually shut the computer down and for i know you have a 10 month old now so like you're up early so sometimes you just go you know what i can get through a book load on my emails before seven o'clock in the morning i'll get through them and mm. know that i'll have an hour to to have some family time if i'm working from home and then i'll take up again yeah or to see i suppose in my play my with me the advantage is i'm around in the morning to help get the kids out to school mm. get them dressed get them out so there's just that while you're trying to feed a 10 month old and try to get a six-year-old ready for school it can be just a bit of a minefield sometimes so it's, it often that's what i love about working from home is i have that i can at least do that or at least i can walk down and get a cup of tea but i do kind of like the idea of being in an office too where you can kind of just just a little bit more social work interaction and, and you can collaborate easier sometimes i think i think it's essential that we do have the flexibility now i i I love to hear it and we open this up to our listeners that would you rather be at home fully time work from home would you like to be full time in the office or do you like the hybrid flexible approach and we love for you to get in contact our email address is comments at all things you can tweet either simon or myself or use the the show um hashtag we love to hear your comments on it would you rather be at home full time work on site full time or do you like the flexible approach uh to to it and um, but Simon, I think more and more, like, look at Ireland at the moment, look, and it was even bad before Russia went into Ukraine, that our petrol prices, the government have even tried to take 20 cents off a litre. We're still hitting at two euro. Yeah, now I, I read an article today that the petrol stations increased it yesterday. So when you when they take the 20% off, it goes back to the same high price. Yeah. So, so we, have, we haven't, we haven't gained anything. Like There has to be some regulation that's brought in to, to stop these prices going through the loop. And then <laughs> we, let's talk tech a bit, right? Like I know family members that want to buy an electric car and most of these electric cars were manufactured and built in Russia. So you can't, you can't get an electric car at the moment. Yeah, and then, then the, if we go down the whole chip shortage thing, there's chips in cars, and that's also leading into backlogs as well. So it's, but my thing about the cars is is the distance thing as well. So that until they get the distance where you can go coast to coast in Ireland without a charge, we're not. I'm not really interested. In in, in previous episodes of the All Things Techie podcast, we've talked about these hubs that these digital hubs that are being set up in old buildings across ireland would you be in favor of like if you if you didn't have the environment of of and there is people that rent apartments and stuff like that and have shared apartments in in ireland i think these are hopes are fantastic ideas and why if if a big company is downsizing their building why wouldn't they make these make uh, their employees use one of these digital hubs. Now, I think it, like if you were given a budget every year 
you could use on digital hubs. I think that would be an interesting approach. Um, I know some people who use them, but I think the, where they use them, which is quite interesting, is when they want to have a quick meeting with, say, a client or something. Like you can just book one of the rooms in the digital hub and you can have a meeting there and then and an in-person meeting. And and there's some of them like I've even, I think there's some they even have small event spaces and stuff like that if you were wanted to do some kind of promotional event and or something like that. But I yeah, I think the advantage of that is if you don't want to go in, you don't pay for it. Yeah. Or you buy your desk or you pay for your desk for the month and it's there. Like this whole working from home environment can save employers a lot of money. Now some people say no, it won't, because you have to where does it leave the um the work from home safety safety at home mm. like should is is a load of employees in five or ten years time going to complain about having a bad back because they were setting their laptop on a on an ironing board because they didn't have space like who's going into people's houses and monitoring it or are our employees employers asking employees to sign a declaration saying well it's up to you to it's your own risk if you yeah. don't have the right desk or the right chair to sit at or the right footstool or whatever it's 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 a bit of a pandora's box on that and i also think it's a bit of a pandora's box with regards to it security now a lot of a lot of companies now have seen that like are from covid into now are saying right well you have to vpn in and using virtual environments have you seen more of that yeah and i've heard of that and there's a lot more connected you're you're because you're using company computers Mm. they're already fairly protected in most companies you know and there's there as you say working over a vpn all the time even from your home network so it's securing the data and stuff like that but yeah, IT security is becoming a massive thing. Um, and I suppose the antivirus stuff and everything like that, it's, it, it's, that's where I think companies are protecting. And, but then cloud has come on so much in the last two years. Mm. If you're on the Office 365 platform, cl- the cloud is quite secure. It's like it's probably one of the most secure out there, along with the Google suite, mm. which is... To be honest, I, I think they're the two. I don't. I don't know of any other out there. You're either Google Place or you're an Office three six five yeah. kind of I uh, Microsoft Place. So it's it's one or the other, and the both are hyper secure. Okay, we're talking about cloud there, but let's look at Zoom. I know. I I I think on every episode, listeners, I sort of sell the Zoom products, but Zoom have come out with a virtual call center, um, as as their new products. I, I'm still on the fence on will this like for a customer the whole idea of having a virtual call center is brilliant. Will employers buy into this and will employees of these companies like the fact that I I my started my days on an IT help desk and used to you know I used to cringe when I got the same type of regular call going just restart the computer it'd be fine. Or yeah, no, no, press the button, and like my eyes wouldn't really be closed. <laughs> Would I want the customer on the other end of the line being able to see my face as I cringe because they weren't following instructions? Uh, <laughs> no, I wouldn't. But yeah, they, but still, for for 
the the customer it's a great experience but not only that it is offering opening the opportunity more and more for employees to work from home mm. um if they're doing these call centers you know and it's given that extra layer of loyalty to customers if they can see the face of the person that they're talking to and be able to go i don't get it you know or yeah. be able to remote on to and i think zoom has taken that extra step of allowing people to i know well zoom since covert have grown leaps and bounds and so has microsoft teams but this extra layer of the call center uh being able to and the, between that and also their their remote um hospitality suite i think microsoft teams were trying to do something similar but literally that like it's a remote lobby that someone walks in to an office space you don't have to have a reception person they can go up and go i want to call i want to either book a room or i want to call and say that i'm here and the person will come down and and welcome me in so you kind of joined a zoom zoom room basically yeah so a virtual reception type of thing i think like this is this is bringing in the ability for people to but not only that like okay like i've i've said it before and i i need to write blogs on it as well that do students want to be on campus yes or no yes it's a great experience if you're just 18 19 years of age and you want to have the campus life but there's mature students as well that just go i'd rather have an online course or a 90 percent yeah. online course and just get my qualification i don't need to interact with other people i just want to get my yeah as you say do my learn my best write my papers submit my stuff and do my exam and then get my accreditation mixed with the fact simon that we know not just for student accommodation but for accommodation in dublin city is the rental prices there's a house shortage in ireland the rental prices are through the roof mm. versus the fact of being able to work from home or study from home and i suppose then that kind of does lead lead like yeah there's the cost of studying there's the but the other advantage of guess of being all online is you don't have to be near Dublin to attend Trinity College or UCD or or Oxford or Cambridge or any of these ones. Now, a lot of, there's a few colleges like that that have gone completely virtual that you actually can get accreditation from a, ma- a well-known international university without leaving your home. I remember uh, one lecturer at the beginning of COVID turned around to me and said, oh, but we're not the Open University. And I thought that is so small-minded so small-minded thought that mm. not the open university wow um had they been proven wrong because every university in ireland and further field are are welcoming these hybrid courses Very yeah and i'm definitely seeing an interest that lots of classrooms are are being kitted out to be hybrid so yeah. there is the students who want to still turn up on campus, but then the students who are at home get the exact same experience as being in the room. Now, I, I know faculty members have turned around and said it's very hard to to teach in the hybrid approach. And sometimes I think that comes down to the technology in the room. 
Um, other times I have to think that you have to have the ability to go, right, I'm talking to the people physically in front of me. And it, this goes for any live or hybrid event. I'm talking to the people physically in front of me, but I'm also going to talk to the people that's on mm. the outside world virtually and try and get the two areas interacting with each other. And that is talent. Like sometimes you can forget about one or the other, you know. Um, yeah. And, you know, like if you're in a, no, if you're, my impression, I guess, of some colleges is you're in a lecture theater of maybe three, 400 students. Yeah. You're not really interacting with them. You're just spilling information at them and they are absorbing what, what you throw at them, hopefully. And so does it matter if they're in front of you or virtually in front of you? You don't care. That, but, but I guess if it's a course that requires a little bit more interaction, like if you're something that is a course that's more maybe more practical, like engineering or like kind of wood related or art related or any of those things where you nearly need to show someone that's where the technology can be sometimes hard to get. So if you're demoing how to make something, trying to show that virtually takes a little bit of planning and thinking. It's not just something you rock up today and decide, okay, we're going to dismantle this engine so we know how it works electronically. Like you have exactly. to do together. And, and, and it, it, that's where us AV guys come into play and mm. try to find solutions that fits every scenario in a, in a lecture theater or in other places as well. Because something I was told today, I, I don't know about Zoom, but um, Teams has just released where they can connect now up to some Teams rooms, three cameras. Yeah, and Zoom, so, Zoom, Zoom does similar. As but that's a content know. camera, isn't it, or something? Is there a con? Yeah, is there a content, con- something like that to call it or something? But that's- you can do similar Zoom with D10, uh, which is owned by Zoom. Uh, but Zoom um, or D10 offer that that same experience where you can have up to three cameras, um, one 4K and two HDMI. I think it's the way it works. Um, on their dual D10s. Um, and be able to flip between and voice recognition flips between the cameras. Um. Yeah, like so in in those education situations where you need a camera, say, pointing at a desk over over something. Like I've seen recently, like um, cookery schools, where you'd like have cameras like you see on those TV cookery programs with a camera overhead, camera right at front. And then, of course, you need your camera back at the this is where we're people going. attending. This is where we're going on our next point of this episode of our podcast. The tech that's behind the scenes, right? What would you... First of all, let's start off with what would you... Okay, let's throw out our contact details again. If you want to get in contact with the program, here's this the slide up on screen to get in contact with us. Um, at Justin Orr Dawson, for myself, at Simon Lang AV, or our AV Tech Junkies Twitter handle as well. We're on Facebook twitter and we're uh streaming as well on linkedin now as well so simon basic setup for home office dual screen, dual screen. at a minimum Absolutely. At, least at a minimum, minimum. yeah I, I still can't believe people like still squint over a laptop and, and yeah. try and have the notes side by side you know I've heard, I've heard of people sitting in front of the tv and the tv becomes their, their screen 
like a big 65 inch <laughs> computer well, screen now the latest windows 11 i don't have you upgraded to windows 11 i have i have a sample machine yes yeah, on windows yeah, 11 so like the snap tool on windows 11 is is awesome even if you have one screen at least you can snap it the location mm. into different windows now it makes things very small depending on what screen you have but if if as you say you're working off your tv screen the 65 inch screen that snapping tool is awesome yeah if if your it department has upgraded to windows 11 and uh, and, and and allowed that probably not most companies yeah out there. yeah yeah if you're still working on xp shame on you uh, we're mm. looking at you health service um <laughs> I threw in that dig. Yes, I did. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, dual screens at, at minimal. Camera. Yeah, USB okay. camera. Like, yeah. to be honest, like out there, a USB camera now is not an expensive thing. Yeah. You know, like you can get a decent HD or even a 720 um, USB camera. With a, but the mics can be built into them are quite decent, even if, so if you don't have anything else. But to be honest, I think a headset's still better quality. Oh, big time. Yeah, headset should, to stop any audio interference, I always think. And do you know what? Like, it's got to the stage that most laptops now have Bluetooth connectivity. That mm. You should be able to buy yourself, even the imitation AirPods or something like that, or some type of Bluetooth headset that you can just stick in and, and talk to. Yeah. Like, the quality of them, even um around your neck or some of the, the ones that you even exercise with bluetooth headsets that have a built-in mic is better than someone sitting in front of a laptop opening the screen and hoping the webcam and their microphone on a laptop is going to do it because it's some it. yeah I, it's, it's some part it's some part it's some part actually in laptop builds they haven't invested a lot in i think in making the microphone better, making the speakers better, or to putting a decent camera in, but like everything else, they're trying to make laptops thinner. So you're trying to put a HD camera into something that's maybe three mil thick. So and what uh, do you expect? Uh, uh, this is the problem. Now, those are the, the basic toys. Um, maybe wireless wireless keyboard and wireless mouse as well. Yeah. As, now, ideal toys now we we like our toys and you know we talk tech all the time but what would your ideal setup in your home office like i know you just invested in in elgato stream deck mini Are you yeah like it? that's a real gimmick it's a gimmicky toy you know do you, like do you think it's gimmicky i love my elgato stream deck yeah I, like some of the people i who so in work who have them as well they have things they do a lot but you know, I suppose I'm also a keyboard shortcut guy. Yeah. So, so I used. I'm used. I'm doing quite. I use quite a lot. But I'm also writing a lot. So so like if example on mine at the moment, I have my main page is my Teams because I use Teams all the time. I've um I've zoomed in on the other end. I have four pages at the moment. So in the middle, I have a basic volume control one. And Elgato. I'm I'm going to just plug Elgato here. Simon has a Stream Deck Mini. He needs a proper Stream Deck, a <laughs> proper five by three Stream Deck. If you want to donate one to him, he will gladly take it off your hand. I won't say no. And so the thing is, I'm always opening folders. 
So I literally have, I have some open folders and run a few applications. So that's really, and then I have um, loads of Chrome profiles. So I have ones for that. I, do you know what? I've never actually thought of doing that on the Stream Deck to make the Chrome profiles open up. As, yeah, uh, as a hotkey. I because I, I like I look at my desktop here at the moment, and I I think there's five Chrome profiles for so all my voluntary stuff that I'm involved in as well. So it's like it's great. You just click it, and then that one opens up its own Chrome. But but that's kind of like I use it for. And um, I actually have a Zoom one, but I actually haven't been on a Zoom. This is my first Zoom call since I got it, so I'll have to play with that sometime later. So um, the Zoom ones and stuff like that. But, you know, it's a gimmick. I no, To me, it's a gimmick. But some of the people I work with think it's you, amazing. You know that, like, for me doing the podcast and being the host of doing it and having the controls, that, like, the Stream Deck is so important behind the scenes here. Now, I must t- t- say to all my listeners that, yeah, in previous episodes of the podcast, my microphone has not been in the middle of the screen. That's because I have changed around my uh, home office studio setup here at the moment. Um, and with that, I am about to convert the attic in my house. So after this episode of the podcast, you might not hear, you might hear some portal. I'm hoping to do uh, another episode in between that that will probably be sort of an outdoor broadcast type of one. And very, um, and you might see the 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 goings on of my attic conversion. But once the attic is converted, that's where my new studio will be. And um, so, okay, I let time finish off beforehand. Headphones. Yes, decent headphones. I I I think in my case, I um I would make sure there's team certified headphones. Teams or Zoom certified, yeah. Because it just makes such a difference when you're using the inline controls and things like that. Just works. Yeah. And it helps. And then, but like, so if I look at my desk here in front of me, I have, I also have a Bluetooth speaker and I have a Google Home. So, because I like to listen to music when I'm working. So I have, I have either there to play with, but I often listen on headphones as well. And, um, and a decent mouse. You know, I know, I know everyone has different opinions. I have a, I have a vertical mouse, so, but that because there's more buttons on it, but yeah. that's, everyone has different things and stuff like that. And a, a dock. I've never got my head around the, the sort of vertical or the, the gamer type of mouse, mice. Yeah, no, it just works for me, but that's also down to an age thing, I think, as well. There's a little bit of um hand helps. <laughs> <laughs> don't, we say won't. That. Yeah. don't say that. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with with you know you're not getting jitters or anything. No, so, and depends on a dock. There's too much coffee going into the system after <laughs> lack of sleep. So. Yeah, that's it. And I think the biggest thing is the docking station. Yes, a single cable in, a single cable out, versus having to unplug absolutely everything every time you and, want and, to. And I tell you, I'll, I'll get into docking station. Like you're using Windows laptop. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so like here in here in, in in my office here, I am an Apple guy just because I do so much video editing that I have the latest Mac Mini M1 uh, that I bought recently. Um, because my other Mac, my, my other Mac, like a workhorse, it's it's lasted six years. The 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 Mac Mini, but it was just slowing down, 
and so I've I've invested recently in a new Mac M1 uh, Mini, but uh, it has its pros and cons. Like the the yes, it's a fast processor and it's an Apple processor, but I've noticed that some things don't work according to plan. So I have to go out and get talking about hubs. I need to needed to go out and buy myself a, a hub. So I bought. Uh, and I keep on forgetting the name of this hub, the A-Logic hub, right, which will mean that I will be able to do three screens on my on my uh, computer. <laughs> uh, now, I, I did see a, an amazing YouTube video where someone really tested the A-Logic to uh, total capacity and, like, attached six screens and the Mac M1 was still churning over perfectly and there was no latency on any of the screens and the frame rates and everything was bang on so the processor was able to to carry that so the a logic is is actually carrying at the moment a, a usb a hub which has nearly seven of the connections being used because i have that many external hard drives when i'm doing videos and yeah um i did get a sol a two terabyte solid state hard drive recently and it literally is the size of a credit card um from samsung amazing uh two terabyte and very fast but again um usb-c connection so you need to have enough usb-c connection so even with the a logic it has one usb at the c at the front and one at the back but you still need to buy yourself another hub if you want to power things because Okay, I have my mixing desk that needs USB connection, USB A connection. It's an old Behringer uh, USB, but I'm after getting uh, my hands on the Elgato face cam, which is over here, and I can tell you right now, guys, this is the product if you want an absolutely slick uh, webcam. The the lens on this is absolutely a one. Um, like I. I did. I I will do a comparison uh, video separately between the Logitech um, HD 1080p camera, the C920. I think I used to have at one stage, and um, I was using that in previous episodes. But this is the Elgato face cam, and I have my ring light to one side. But the the, the depth of field and the color on it is amazing. The only thing that I that you'll have to learn is that it is USB-C simply to keep the actual frame rate and the latency down. It only works on USB-C. So if you try and plug it into a USB-2 port, it falls over. It doesn't work. So that's one thing. But it will actually, it, if you have a Stream Deck working on a Windows computer, it has the plugins where you can zoom in and zoom out and fix your color as you work away. Uh, which is great for gaming and stuff like that, but they're still updating uh, the plugin. And I was talking to the Elgato and Corsair guys. They're trying to work it on the Mac, and the reason why they can't get it working on the Mac is the M1 chip. And the M1 chip, although it's fast, it gives a lot of hiccups to other companies. Why I had to go out and buy the A Logic uh, docking station was because the Macs. I made the M1 Max that your primary monitor is supposed to be 
um, your laptop and your secretary being one other screen. Well, if I want to close my Mac or my, my I have a MacBook Air laptop as well for work, I don't want to use my laptop as the primary screen. So that's where I have to buy the A-Logic and buy, which has a legacy display link program, which is giving me the ability to do three or more screens. Um, microphone, I still always use this microphone. It's usually out of yeah. sight, but like I've been offered USB microphones and there's, yeah, there's like it seems to be in the market at the moment. All those kind of podcasting microphones, even like Sure and a few of the. Well, um, I, are, see, I'm, I'm I'm old school. I like I like my twisting and of knobs and my faders on my mixing desk. So I still have the analog mixing desk mm. and a compressor underneath my table here. But I just I, yeah, I just like the sound. But I have to say if. If you're going uh, basic, basic functionality, dual screens, I totally agree with Simon. Uh, I think if you're buying a mid-range uh, a webcam, the Logitech range are fantastic. But, yeah. And the C920s, I think, work out about 100 quid. But if you're going for top-of-the-range webcam, I can't knock this Elgato face cam. Mm. It is. And... Would you would you ever think of putting any extra lights? Simon, in your That's room? what I was actually going to say to you. The, the thing, the other thing is ring lights are so popular now. Like literally every shop you go to, they use that sells a mobile phone mm. or anything to do with mobile phones sell ring lights. Have you got uh, a ring light plugged in there? Yeah, no, yeah. I don't. I don't need. And it it also depends on your company's culture. Like some companies don't really care if you have your camera on or off. Um, I don't have That's mine on that thing. often. Yeah, that, that, I, I'm, 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 I'm a, now, the only time I ever turn a, the camera off is if something's going on in the background and there's a baby running into the room or something like that. But I think we've lived through this for two years with COVID. That it shouldn't be an embarrassing situation if a kid walks it's a norm it's actually part of the norm it is the norm yeah in most companies i was on a presentation the other day but with logitech where logitech were presenting and that was one of the very uh, logitech and microsoft were presenting and the guy from microsoft i can never remember his name but he he actually called that out as this that's acceptable norms now yeah to have interruptions of a dog barking the alarm going off, a lawnmower going off from the neighbors, all that kind of stuff. Um, so that it is it's become a norm where two years ago people probably would have died of mortification, like yeah, but that happened. So but yeah, my I I guess um some companies have a culture where camera doesn't matter. Other companies I've heard of if they actually stop the meeting until you turn your camera on. Yeah. Mm. So but they want to eyeball so companies are very i think personal in and about getting they want to eyeball you and want to see you and want to interact and want to when they're talking to you want to see your reaction yeah and then of course there is the the meetings where you just go this could have been dealt with in an email or a phone call so Mm. there is that level but i do agree like i have the elgato ring light here and at home that i reviewed uh, a while back on the podcast it is exceptionally high like i i have 
this ring light at the moment at 50%. It nearly blinds my eyes when I have it up full blast. But even the, for 100 euro, you can buy the Eldato Keylight Mini, which is battery powered and USB chargeable. But you can just sit that on top of one of your monitors and it's portable. It's the size of a, a mobile phone that you mm. can just you can just move it around. And I just think if you want something, if you ring lights, yeah, I think ring lights sometimes take up a lot of space. If you want something simple, just a Keylight Mini to just brighten it's up. Funny, I have an ongoing thing with with someone in work about um, ring lights and people with glasses. And yeah. there's a you can you kind of point you're gonna go spot the ring light because you can see it in the glasses, but that that's just been silly. But if you know what I mean, like there, but those are little things. If that's important to you, like on appearance, like it's like in my case, like I think it'd be very. I'd have to have it in a way that like, I can use my hands, but you know, in a way that it's out of my the reflection of my glasses. But not only that, like you know. Here's you at home at the moment doing this podcast. Um, and no, guys, I'm not over Dublin City. This is this is a green screen in the background, you know. Um, but the nice thing about Zoom or Microsoft Teams now is this whole blurring of the background. Mm. You know, I don't, I couldn't tell what's going on in the background, or if one of your kids ran around in the background because it's focused on on you. And I, you know, I think, you know. Even even with the spotlight tool that's available on Zoom, and I'm sure it's available on Teams as well, that mm. you know, people can still turn on their cameras, and if you use the interface of these video softwares, you you know you can spotlight it and make people focus in on the person that is speaking, giving the presentation, and then afterwards open yeah. up a, a team discussion. So. As if I was a team lead, I would want to see all my employees with their camera on. I'm not really concentrating on it, but at least I know that they're there compared to I'm paying attention. Then yeah, but it's also you know like if you're having a conversation with someone, you want to see them and you want to gauge their reactions. And it's a video it's a... call. If 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 I wanted, if I didn't want to see you, I would have picked up the phone and made the phone call. That's my yeah. thoughts. And, and I, yeah, I guess the the part I I do love about when you're on Zoom calls and Teams calls is when you're discussing something, it's very easy to share something you're working on together to talk about it collaboratively in the sense of an Excel sheet or a document or a program or application. And it, it's just the convenience of that makes it where the video calling is where where I think we benefit from where I work anyway, that it's, you know, like you can just throw up something and we can discuss and sort it out, or you can share images and et cetera, when you're talking about it. It's, it's made, it's made things so much. So we talked earlier on about call centers and Zoom and creating the call center, but the whole idea of like even solving a problem, if you're out on site or if, if so, yeah. one of your customers dial in and go, Simon, the order's not working in this room. You can direct them to a Zoom or Teams call. Yeah. Or, you know, let's say they even go down to Zoom or Teams call. Even a WhatsApp video call 
and they can hold up the camera. Sorry, I'm, I'm still pointing to the wrong camera here. It's like I'm in a TV studio. I have two webcams. You can point up the camera, and they could be showing you the rack, and you go, oh, wait, well, there's not a light on that Crestron processor. Okay, the Crestron processor has gone down, um, and it, it is a service call. Or you can try and... Mm. Or in, in most video. cases now you can reboot most stuff even remotely. Yeah, but like the fact That's, is that you're not you're not yeah. verbally relying on someone to verbally say it's not working and then mm. by doing the likes of video calls through WhatsApp or Zoom or whatever, you can identify if they've done something very basic that causing it to not mm. work or if it's a more serious matter. Yeah, because I've I've seen like even it's true that you someone goes to site to fix something and they're not quite sure what the solution is and like a quick call and the whole team can pick up and join in. So yeah. now you have a single engineer going, but you have the experience maybe of five to ten engineers. Yeah. Like on a call with you fixing it. What what extra additional dream teams would you like to have in your home work from home environment? Hmm, I don't know. Yeah, it's like a, it's like sometimes I kind of think, oh, would I like one of the um the tablets with the the pen? Yeah. You know, instead of your mouse, you know, kind of like yeah. if you're doing more graphicy stuff or draw. Like I think in my case, sometimes I'm. I'm I'm talking to the designers and I have a load I've I've done up a rough drawing in Visio of, of here's all the equipment and to be able to kind of just throw it up and then with a pen go, okay, I want a cable here, a cable here. So if you're doing your wiring diagrams or whatever or that yeah, kind yeah, of thing. It is a bit clunky when you're trying to use even even a gamer's mouse. It's it's a bit clunky to be able yeah. to draw a line on where you want to or or the other thing I would probably like is actually a Surface tablet. So when I go to a site, I'm not dragging my laptop with me. I'm just bringing a Surface with you where you can just annotate over stuff or just make quick notes. I've been on a few recently and like people with iPads or and they're just able to mark up and just that kind of stuff. So I guess... I like a laptop, but I don't like I don't like the idea of having to drag it around the place with me. So I I prefer something that's in the middle. So I think a Surface yeah. would be cool. That that's where I have the MacBook Air for work. But having said that, I need the additionals that I can still plug it in to an A Logic mm. in in my office, and then plug it into external drives and stuff like that to to do bits and pieces. Because yeah, it's a MacBook Air. It's five hundred gigabytes hard drive but when i'm turning through the amount of videos that i turn through i need mm. the external drives and i have to say like wow I, I was just so impressed when i seen the little samsung two terabyte uh drive that's half the size of my mobile phone or maybe a credit card size and could fit in my back pocket that i can carry around with with the the mac it's yeah. fantastic but it just shows you it's how small technology is getting if you can get the large yeah. if you can get the combined <laughs> yes. what what going sort of off our topic of conversation for tonight which is working from home and again to all our listeners we'd love to hear you with the comments would you rather work from home five days a week or all the time would you like a hybrid model approach or would you rather be 
um, on site all the time. Let us know. But with regards to chip shortages and tech shortages, um, are you still experiencing as much problems, Simon? With when? Oh yeah, yeah. The, it's getting in some cases worse. Like, yeah. has has this war caused more problems? I think it's probably going to cause shipping problems mm. more than anything. I I don't think there's not many components being made in the Ukraine or Russia that affect most of us. Most of us in our technology in AV the technology it's it's the chips in they're in China and out that direction. So it's it's shipping containers yeah. um, and trying to get enough shipping containers to get your products from the far side of the world is, is um, an issue. And manufacturer lead times are no longer talking weeks. We're talking months, I think, in most cases. And Did you see that ship that went on fire with all the luxury cars and sunk? Yes. See, that was, one of those was a birthday present for you, Simon. That was, oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Sorry, I'm not, sorry I, I, like, insurance company is not paying out, you know, and... You know all all the sponsorship deals we have for the podcast as well. That I I'm trying to work on getting the replacement, but uh, you might you might end up with a bike. <laughs> it's okay as long as we can get some sponsorship names on it. There we might, we might make some money over it still. Yeah, we still we can still get, yeah, and with the, being green on on the environment as well. Um, with that type of approach. But yeah, yeah, but I think it's a big issue lead times. But it, but even taking it a twist, like I'm hearing stories like of um, switches taking a long time now at the moment. So in most of our AV installs, switches are the core of yeah. our networks. And if if we can't get switches, we're we're really kind of stuck. Yeah, I remember you told me, and it probably is nearly a month ago now that. You were having a problem getting even HDMI cables. Has that? Improved? I've heard, yeah, like I've heard of shortages of HDMI cables, just chips, um, in HDMI cables nowadays, and it's just, yeah, it's like silly little things like that. You're going, but HDMI cables, like everyone, like anyone can go out and buy a consumer cable, but unfortunately, most of our installs we need cables that are a little bit more robust and better quality, of course. So. Yeah, that is that that can be an issue. Now, have with with trade shows coming up. Oh, well, I'm going to LTSMG um at, in April. Now, to talk to my my listeners personally, I'll try and do some outside broadcasts and a couple of podcasts. Um, they're not going to be as slick as our other ones, but uh, that's because my attic is being converted as of uh two weeks time, and that's going to be about a three day three week uh turnaround. Uh, then get everything kitted back up into the so everything's as soon as I finish this podcast everything's going and process it everything's going into uh, storage into a storage container and then uh, in about a month's time I pro- probably have the new setup and I, I look forward to sending videos of that but I'm, I will be going to LTSMG in April as well <coughs> and I think while I go to LTSMG, that's where my wife is going to take apart my design of what the attic's going to look like and design it as something else. <laughs> yeah. a bit worried about that. Um, but 
yeah <laughs> office what office um but that's that's the plans anyway so but you're not going to ISE or anything Simon. no no there's no talk of it this year but i i think next year unless something crazy happens i think next year's probably the year when I think, yeah i'm looking i'm looking forward to most people year. i think there's a need to get out and meet the tech but i think they need the year to sort out this supply issue I've, even though it, they're not letting them stop, but I'm seeing pro- new products being launched all the time. So There's plenty of roadshows on the on the horizon, like restaurants coming over to, to Ireland. Um, the next roadshow. The next roadshow. Looking forward to seeing some of that. And I, I've heard more of um, that's that's doing in house stuff. Harmon are doing a lot of in their in their. Um, Building. events yeah they're doing a lot of events at the moment on and they're doing a lot they they've stepped up their training i think dramatically as well um recently so there seems to be a lot of i think there's some amx stuff coming out there's at the moment as well for people who still use that Um, it's not a dig at amx it's just not as popular as crestron or uh, qsc at the moment but it's there are still people using it out there so yeah, Logitech seems to be really a big one at the moment. I think, I think, that... I think Logitech is sort of leveling it out between consumer and um, the workplace as yeah. well in in the environment. And like people always thought of Logitech as more gaming type of end of things, and it's a lot more. But like oh, it's just like webcams and headsets. That's all yeah. they do. Is like they... that. So like. Yeah, a lot of their stuff is seen for gaming. So even their latest foot pedal, uh, three buttons. So it's like a stream deck at your foot. But like, yeah, you could use it for gaming. You could also use it for if you're in work and you wanted to, or if you're doing a teleprompter. I, 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 I was pitching this idea to someone recently that it, it could be used as a teleprompter. Like if you go mm. one one foot going forward, one foot pausing, and one foot going back, you could. You could you could set up PowerPoint slides and be using that through a, a USB connection. It could be a handy one for muting. You know, like if oh, you're muting. if you're muting your video calls instead of you having like so you can, it just looks more natural that you're not moving your hand. Yeah. yeah. Around or. Well, let us know what you think, listeners. Uh, that's all from the All Things Techie podcast episode fifty six. Simon, thank you very much for joining us again. Um, you have any exciting things coming up on the horizon? I, as I convert the attic, and hopefully you. No, no, it's same for me. I'm just moving from moving, hopefully into a hybrid work lifestyle. Visit out visiting more clients, more in the office a few days a week, maybe, and working from home. But other than that, no, there's nothing else majorly happening at the moment. So it's. So are are you sort of like using the oh darn. The, the components are delayed on a container. I, I get to stay at home a bit longer and work on paperwork. Uh, I work on paperwork all the time, so it doesn't really affect me, but it, it's probably more about your diplomacy than anything because you're trying to keep your clients happy and also informed of these situations because it's beyond anyone's control. It's true. It's behind anyone's control. Um, if you'd like to get in contact with the program, the splash screen is on your uh, on in front of the video at the moment, or if you're listening on audio, we're on all your favourite podcast apps. 
Spotify and so forth, please hit the subscribe button. If you are watching our program on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button. It makes us feel nice and cosy and warm inside. Um, Simon and I always welcome people to, to follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter. Our details are on the screen at SimonLangAB, at Justin or Dawson. Or you can follow the podcast itself, AB Tech Junkies, because we love AB, we love tech, and we're sort of junkies towards AB and tech, but not in the other type of fashion. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, Justin and Simon, thanks for joining. Yeah. Us. Talk to you soon. Bye.